My name is Mike Pritchard, and I'm here with my good friend, Monsignor Harry Schlitt, Father Harry from God Squad, good buddy for many, many years, and we're uh, we're we're thinking that the community and and the region that we live in needs a, a pickup of laughter and fun and friendship, and and that's we're going to start doing a show called Padre and Pritch, and we want you to be uh, with us in heart, in spirit, and in that idea that I teach little kids the best ship to sail on, friendship and community unity. So, with that said, And you, you use the word spirit, so with yes. our, uh, hopefully we can put some spirituality into the humor. Absolutely. Because we've, we just have to do something, Pritch, uh, to raise the, raise the spirits of people with all yes. the things we're having in yeah. Northern California and the world. Uh, people are hungry to listen to something Absolutely. that's yeah. uplifting and 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 not that we you and I don't have the last word in anything. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially intelligence. But <laughs> we, we uh Gerardo boys. We we hope to deal strongly in sincerity and truth. Yes. And um with that it'll get you a long way. Absolutely. So I wanted to start out by uh introducing something to you. It's an old story but it's about a guy who was depressed and run down, and uh, he he just didn't know where to go, and he couldn't count on God anymore. So he he used to play scripture roulette. Wow! Did you ever hear of that? No, never. Well, heard. you take the scripture like this, you know, it's yeah, the Bible, the Bible, and you think you you give it all up to God, and you say, okay, God, you know, and you go through the pages like this. And you do whatever your finger points to, wow. whatever you think God is going to say to you. Wow. So, uh, so this guy, uh, he goes like this, and, he, and it said, and he went off and hung himself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait a minute! Wait. <laughs> He said, no, this isn't going to work. Right. So he's the scripture roulette. He spins the, spins the pages of the scripture again and goes, it said, go and do likewise. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, people are... That's uh, your <laughs> beginning, right? So you know, there's a there's a whole lot of uh, disappointments in right, and even when people are uh, very spiritual and they're going to church and they're right. practicing with their families as best they can and they're reading the scriptures, the answers aren't always what they want, right? What, what they expect to hear. Right. So uh, therein lies a bit of the struggle, um, right? And and trying to find out exactly where these answers are right. to lift spirits up. And of course, the scripture gives the number one man uh, of all disappointments, I guess, in the Old Testament was Job. He just, he couldn't. I was thinking about that this morning. You know, you can't complain if you have to compare yourself to what he lived through. Yeah. You know, you have to feel grateful in some way because I think that what I help young people with is not letting your disappointment turn to disillusionment, which means to take the light out of. 
Yeah, exactly. And that is so important. And what do you think that the, the, the lesson of Job is for all of us right now? Well, they, you know, people ask priests this a lot. Right. You know, uh, it's the same as that title of the book, How Can Bad Things Happen to Good People? Yeah, or what? yeah. Yeah, anyway, it's just, it happens to every Catholic. I don't care how many times you right. go, go to Mass or how right. deeply spiritual you are. Right. You're going to have disappointments in life. Yeah. So uh, when, when they ask me, you know, this God isn't fair and, uh, you know, I'm getting a raw deal on this. I, Job said, I came into the world naked and I'm going out naked. Right. You know, blessed be the name of the Lord, he said, because... You know, I didn't have anything when I got here, and I'm not going to have anything when, when I go. I leave, right. Yeah, yeah, so he enjoyed what he had when he could and uh, right. dealt with, uh, with a pile. Right. That's where he ended up, you know, well, on the dung pile. I, on the dung pile, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, like I, I always tell everybody that the pharaohs of Egypt thought they were taking it with them, but it's actually at the Rosicrucian Museum in San Jose. Just sitting there, you can go down and touch it. It's there. It never went with them. And so when you, when you think about it, that was also the line, I think, by a, a brilliant writer, Arthur Miller. He said, um, no matter how rich and powerful or important you get to be, on the day you pass away, the size of your funeral depends on the weather that day. So I think... I think if we realize that uh, at the end of the chess game, the pawn and the queen and the king go back in the same box, we realize that what we do here is up to us. And part of the thing is to just be able to try to find a way to cheer ourselves up through faith, mm -hmm. through respect, and through that love that we give out and then get back. As, a, as somebody said, there's no here there. <laughs> You know, exactly. There's no here, there, so we don't know about there. We we believe in right. there, and we uh, we read in the scripture, and we have tradition, and Revelation tells us about there. Right. But uh, nobody's been there yet. You know. Right. Uh, that. Uh, <laughs> well, we have stories, and we uh, and we we believe in a lot of these people who uh, said that they die and they've gone off and saw the yes. white light. And, right the whole thing so um anyway no here or there which means you got to make the best of what you got here here yeah. Yeah, so uh, that, that old guy that said uh, uh the grass is greener on the other side but you still have to mow it wow you still have to take care yeah, of it you yeah. have to yeah great yeah. line yeah i love that line it's it's, it's you not you haven't used it before. Never, I'm never. not copying you. No, you're not copying me. <laughs> Stop copying me. <laughs> no, like, write that down. What's that Irish comedian? No, you know <laughs> what? Yeah, you can write that down. Write, write it down. It, write, write it down. down. Yeah. <laughs> well, I remember uh, Father Guido Sarducci used to do a routine when I uh, was uh, at Candlestick with the Holy Father, and he says, you know, Mike is backstage and. And he walks on and starts to do it. And he goes, and the Holy Father goes, oh, no, that's that's what I do. That's my bit he's doing out there in front of thousands of people. <laughs> and, you know, you realize that in comedy, and yeah. I've been doing spiritual comedy for years and years, talking to kids at the, 
at, uh, at different youth functions and trying to lift them up, no matter what religion, yeah. just trying to find a way to connect to them on a spiritual level to try and tell them to believe in hope, which is so powerful, no matter what yeah. spiritual background you're from, but to believe in goodness. And why is that? So right now, Harry, what do you think? In the middle of COVID-19, everybody's in struggle. There's a lot of anger out there, right? Yeah. And like, I, I don't know if you've watched that, the footage of people on the planes. What is that about, you yeah, think? they're getting mad, angry. What are they going to do? Yeah, right. They, You're on a plane. Yeah. I know I waited in an airport uh, about a couple of months ago for two hours. Not because there was malfunction of the plane. Right. Not because the pilot and the co-pilot and the uh, navigator weren't in the cockpit. Right. You know why? Why? They couldn't get flight attendants because they refused to go to work because of the people who were angry. angry. So they had to fly them in from uh, Milwaukee. Uh, where was I? Uh, Chicago, I guess. I don't know. Wow. They had to fly flight attendants in just to have the the plane ready to go. Do you so, think the whole nation needs anger rehab? Uh, no, there's a few sweet people left. <laughs> <laughs> well, I used to tell that joke all the time about being at the airport and, and uh, a guy is screaming at the, you know at the, the, the reservationist. And, yeah. uh, and he said, do you have any idea who I am at all? And the, the reservationist got on the loudspeaker and goes, uh, folks, there's a man over here who doesn't know who he is. <laughs> if any of you recognize him, please come over. I'm assuming he's lost. <laughs> so <laughs> I, think, yeah. I think if you can laugh in the middle of all that ego hostility... And and we the nation folks people need to humble up get a grip. Maybe uh, maybe I was watching the kids at uh, recess yesterday. You know I live in a right. parish where the playground's right below my window. Right. And all these little kids from the little ones all the way up to the eighth grader all wearing masks. And you know a kid playing in the yard wearing a mask. You right. know chasing balls around, yeah. jumping rope, doing that. Maybe they're going to give us uh, a lesson. Um, you know, maybe the little children are teaching us yes. that we got to do this. Yeah. And if they grow up that way and they see the uh, the COVID conquered because of something they did, right. that's going to be a, a tremendous, um, you know, I, I, I mentioned... Personal responsibility. Right. I, I mentioned a couple of weeks ago in, in church about... What right. if no one had found a cure? Right. Like, what if these guys were still in research and development? How many people would be dead? Right. I mean, we have no idea. It could be Harry, half the universe, half the world. Harry, when you and I were growing up, and this is this was I I know you'll remember this. I had a friend across the street who had polio, and in the swimming pools they were, and you know we had. Franklin Delano Roosevelt, the president, had polio. And we had to get that out there and get it vaccinated. And at Rotary, where I've been a member for years, yeah. and I think that we sent out a vaccine that could save the world. It should have been instructive. Yeah. 
It should have been instructive. And we should not question this, but what is it about doubt when it's it's it gets what do you think? Because you're Look, you're a scholar. You went to college. Yeah, and, right. Yeah. Well, you, yeah. you went to great universities. No, well, you know what? I, I think there's a difference in the, the cultural. Just you, you get somebody from, uh, you know, Mexico and all of those uh, people that have been immigrating. Right. You know, they, they, they have every reason to question right. because they've never been treated squarely. Right. Uh, they've been lied to and taken advantage of, right. and they don't want to. In the, the the Hispanic population in the Catholic, Roman Catholic Church right. is huge, right. but they won't register. They don't want to give their name and address, right. and if they don't have a social security number, right. etc. So it's you know there's a long way to go to overcoming that, and their their sweat equity has helped build yeah. so much. It has to be their children or their children's children who finally grasp and say, I'm not Mexican, I'm not a Hispanic, I'm I'm an American. Right. And those kids that are born here and raised here, they're gonna do that. Yes. And they'll they'll end up they'll end up going back and visiting family and uh, I think and and probably should be very proud of their heritage. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. No matter yeah. what I'm an Irish Catholic, and my uncles were at uh, Normandy and Anzio, and and I think that it's you know my dad and my uncles all served in World War II, mm -hmm. and and I told a story about uh, what uh, about anger and hatred and vilification, and it was that Dwight David Eisenhower said uh, when my young men got here to Normandy. I don't think they knew what they were fighting for, but when they got to Auschwitz and Dachau and Bergen-Belsen and Mauthausen, they absolutely knew what they were fighting against. And in that service, that humble service, these Irish immigrant kids did everything to preserve the world's freedom against uh, a, an aggressively angry tyrant mm. who was murderous. Now, I don't remember who that was, but my ancestry is German. <laughs> I can't recall. Oh, what's his name? <laughs> oh, what's his name? I think oh, he had a mustache. Schickle Gruber. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Schickle Gruber. You know. <laughs> no, my you know my mom and dad they they all spoke German and the right. grandparents and all that, but they didn't want us to learn that language because they didn't want us to be part of what they saw they wanted to, to buy into america exactly what we were what we were fighting and dying for right so yeah well you know we will always have uh as the scripture says you always have the poor with you right. you'll always have the unhappy with you too yeah. <laughs> So, but please don't move into my neighborhood. Anyway. Yeah. But, but, but see, that's the thing. Okay, this has been my contention here where we live. We live in a world where so much of us are blessed, and some suffer from what I called inflamed entitleditis. Yes. You know, it's so self-important. So you deserve a break today. <laughs> 
<laughs> Some of us have a different theory. I remember it. when you had, you got a busload of kids from Marin County and drove them around right. the uh, yes. in the city. In the city, teach them. Yeah, show have. them life. But but the other thing was. Some of the folks were, were, they didn't want the kids off the bus. Yeah. And you're like, how do they learn? They must integrate and listen to the stories of the sorrows, the sadness, the struggles, the pain. When they do, they grow emotionally well. And yeah. that's that's been my thing, I think, uh, more than anything else. And they don't want it to. They don't want it to continue or go on, you know, linear like this. Right, needs to stop and and uh, not smell the roses. Right, but, but uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, I mean recognize that there's suffering out there. Right, I always tell everybody I'm not for the left wing or the right wing. I'm for the suffering wing out there. And if we take care of the suffering wing, we, in our humble service to humanity. Uh, as my young son is a doctor uh, in New Orleans, and he was in New York. And and just my respect for he and all of his colleagues for what they're doing now in the middle of this pandemic and their condition to go back to work. And it said, uh, you know, be kind to those who show up for work. Really? <laughs> be kind to everyone. But for the bosses... Be kind to people who are showing up to work. So your son is is he in a hospital down He's there? He's in St. Tammany Hospital in uh, in uh, Covington, Louisiana. He had been up at uh, Brooklyn Hospital Center, and you know Harry, he told the greatest story of America. Uh, he said I was walking into work and there was a group of of, of singers singing Alleluia from Leonard Cohen, and they were off Broadway performance. He so it was really good and then he goes a cornet player's playing with them and we walked closer and there was firemen and cops with their uh, lights on their trucks and, and cars applauding us going to work oh, during man. the middle of the pandemic and he goes it filled your heart and he goes as I got closer there was a guy uh, it was a Caribbean neighborhood and big Jamaican guy walked up and pulled his mask down and he said Dr. Big Red because Brian has curly red hair he says you saved my life two years ago. And they want my baby boy to put his hand on your heart. Ooh. And what I said was, you know, I was overwhelmed. I just sat there and he says, I think it was my proudest day of being an American, a New Yorker, and as a physician. Wow. And I think that's who we really are. Did I baptize that boy? You did. <laughs> and you blessed him. You did, you did, you did. You did baptize that wow. boy at, uh, at right down uh, off Webster. What's uh, Children's Hospital? Oh yeah. no! What, what, your your uh, Saint Vincent de Paul. Saint Vincent de Paul. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. And yeah. so he, uh, you know, he's six foot six now, and he's a big, big guy. Yeah. And uh, he, you know, he's he teaches me. He teaches me. You, you you want your kids to become the person that teaches you. You you hope you inspire them to do good. Yeah. But when they do good, then you have to be the one who you you you've flipped the switch. You're no longer the professor. You're the student. 
right? Yeah. Man. You you have that, I'm sure. From yeah, but not young. from my own flesh and blood. Right. Uh, well, your nieces and nephews teach yeah, you yeah, the dignity of stuff. Exactly. You know, yeah. and and the, you have, you know, you have, uh, say a prayer and hold your prayer. Your your nephew who's not well and and what you have learned from yeah. him exactly about the dignity of life, right? And all the uh, you know the guy went as far as he could, uh, working for USAA and. Uh, Setting up the computer system, which so many people need. Yeah, I mean, so many veterans count on that, right? Yeah, really. And then uh, he made a lot of money, and and now he's got the cancer, so he's he's uh, completely at ease with everything, right. you know, at the Lord's will and all right. that business. And uh, fortunately, he's um, had a little, uh, you know survival from uh, the chemo and all so he's been able to fish actually told me a week ago he said mm -hmm. the boys took me out um uh, for a golf he's got a couple of boys he right. uh, took him out and had him hit a golf ball so he's you know he's got something he's, my dad was like that when he was dying of cancer and the, my brothers the older boys uh took him fishing right. and just to sit on the bank and be yeah, of a lake and right. watch a stopper out there in the water. Right. I don't remember if we caught anything, but that wasn't important, was well, it? Well, it was important. You know, you know, you're up at St. Vincent's, and and I tell this story a lot, Padre. Just what we all want, and I've known this for years, as a young medic taking care of wounded. That there was a little boy up there at St. Vincent's. He was by eight or nine when Father Dave Jorso was up there. And uh, he says, uh, can I talk to you? And I said, sure, sure. And he goes, no, privately. Nobody else around. I go, sure, man, come on. He goes, well, I said, well, let's walk around the corner by Father Dave's thing. And so we walked around. I go, okay, what do you need, buddy? And he goes, nothing. And we mean nothing. And he goes, no, I, I just wanted to be with you. Uh -huh. And I think that's what we all want. We really? want people to be with us. When we're not well, when we're emotionally lonely, when there's isolation out there, when people think that uh, COVID, you're not alone, folks. You're never alone. There are so many millions of wonderful spiritual leaders like my senior Harry and so many people in your churches and in your places of business who are hearts. And they love you and they want to be with you. Just be. You don't have to do anything. Just let them be with you and you be with them. And I think that's that's basically one of the, the, the balm of calm for the whole world. Thankful and tranquil. Grateful, not hateful. Just let it mm. let it be when we're just with each other. Yeah. Like you and I have been with each other yeah, so I've, many years. I'm bored with them yeah. at this point. I've, I'm just happy you've stopped sweating. <laughs> I'm surprised that little kid didn't go. But it's okay, Mike, if you sweat. Yeah, you remember. You remember. Oh, man. I said I used to sweat like Dom DeLuise at a Jenny Craig confession seminar. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, I, I guess it's part of your nerve. Well, you were a lot heavier then. I was too. a little heavier. Just yeah. a little heavier. About 100 pounds. 100. It was, yeah. But, you know, the thing was, I, I think that, Everything is an accommodation. You start to learn. 
Yeah. You know, all of us, we can have those issues that we face in addiction. And, you know, I had quit drinking, quit smoking, and, you know, I found food. And I think that if we start to realize that we just take a look at what can help us as opposed to what slows us down from that that journey that we're on. And I, I think, you know, like I tell little kids all the time, don't wait for the light at the end of the tunnel. Become the light going through the tunnel. Glow in the dark as you go. Have some fun, though, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, all the laughs that you and I have had in our life. At my expense. <laughs> <laughs> well, you grew up in Cape Girardeau. Did you know? I, Folks, don't flip out now. Uh, the first place they had a crash landing of a UFO was in Cape Girardeau <laughs> in 41. What year were you born? It was my uncle. <laughs> <laughs> and a, a minister named Huffman came. This is pretty... Uh, they, they, they have a minister down in, in Cape Girardeau. Yeah. He, I don't remember him. No, what? <laughs> you were just born, I think. Ah, 39. But, oh, 39. Okay, so, but I was I was saying that, uh, you know, when they put that up, I said, I got to talk to Harry about that UFO landing in, uh, in Cape Girardeau. And uh, they, they kind of made sure it was covered up. But, uh, <laughs> the force is strong within the slick one. Anyway, so, anyway, uh, I just think that, you know, uh, Harry and I were in the same seminary back in St. Louis, and uh, can I add they threw you out? Yes, of course. <laughs> you he burns me from the pulpit in front of the entire congregation. <laughs> he says, "Oh, yeah, Mike got thrown out." Yeah, thanks. I always feel like Robert you know, going. Yeah, but almost for nothing, they they didn't need guys then. <laughs> They wouldn't throw well, they, you out today. No, not they, for that. No, they need. But I will say that you, you knew I pulled the fire alarm yeah. at three thirty in the morning. I thought you rang the bells in the chapel. Well, same. <laughs> there were a, bells. That was stupid. <laughs> Why? You know, as a former probation officer, you want to go. You just uh, you don't need to give evidence uh, right now. Anyway. But you think back and you think about our, our lives and the laughter and the things that we've done for kids at Covenant House and the kids in the community. And, and what do you think we take away from this right now, what we're going through now? What's the most important lesson we need in faith from this? Uh, hope. They hope that things will be better and that uh, uh, continued prayer for the research and development of the pharmaceutical companies. You know, I get so worn out watching uh, uh, in the evening news, if you watch any of the news, five out of ten commercials are from pharmaceutical right. companies. That's because they can afford them. Right. You know, they're making a lot of money. money. Yeah. And as soon as you get angry with that, all you need is... Uh, Pfizer, one of these people, one of these groups to come up with a cure for COVID and you go, oh, oh, this is, oh, I see the research money that's going into it. Yeah. You know, but I, but I'm with you, Harry. And I, and I, and I think that the, the key here is trusting in knowing this science is God and God is science. Right. Yeah. You, 
people who try to put them on two different shelves or two mm. different cans don't understand. Right. Because the science is part of this up here, and this all comes right. from, from learning and from channel. observing. Uh, I mean, probably no one knows better than the Native Americans who took plants and found right. alloys and find cures and flowers and things that God created. And, you know, the spirit, not, they call it. Not, we call it the Holy Spirit. Yeah, right? not through a test yeah. tube or a Bunsen burner, but rather from what they grew up with, what they lived with. Yeah. Well, we are, we, this is our first Padre in Pritch, and we're pretty much out of time. And I would like to say to all of you out there, stick around and, and hear uh, Father Harry and I, uh, Padre and Pritch. Uh, we're going to be back and be doing more of these shows. We want you to know we love you. We care about you and your families. And Harry, what would you like to say? I'd like to say just uh, do the best you can with what you have. Right. Really, the best you can with what you have. And uh, some of us feel very inadequate many times. Everything's not going to go just the way you want it. Right. So, you know, there's dips in the road. Uh, nothing is completely smooth and straight. In, the, in the Isaiah the prophet said, the hills will be made straight and smooth and the rough ways plain uh, yeah for a time yeah but then there'll be other times when they're not so live you live the best you can and take care of each other and yourself <laughs>